Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is episode nurturing empathic values in your relationships and rebuilding after a toxic narcissistic partnership. You know, finding strength to leave the toxic narcissistic relationship takes immense courage. So I applaud you. And if you're still in it and you're I also applaud you because staying takes even more courage, to be honest, and resilience and self-awareness. And it's a struggle now that you are aware in this toxic relationship. It almost feels like torture because you are aware. But that's your first step. And as an empath, your capacity for understanding and connecting with others is a beautiful gift. So... Just as I was talking on Tuesday about how there are vulnerabilities in your human design chart in those open centers, that is the downside of always thinking that everyone is just like you, kind. But there are dark forces and dark energies in this world. And they exploit your kindness. They exploit your open-heartedness. So we're going to dive into how can we find our values right now during this beautiful time where the astrology is all set up for us to do so. But like everything's all in the good stuff. We're going to be shifting the nodes into the north node into Libra, south node into Aries. So this is a beautiful time to really connect with yourself and say, what are my values in a relationship? What am I tolerating? And what do I not want to tolerate anymore? And maybe it's still a relationship that you keep and you stay in, but you just speak up more often and you draw more boundaries about it. Uh, Or maybe it is an actual very, very abusive relationship and you say, I need to leave and figure out a plan and strategy to leave because you hold values to love and support yourself. So after leaving such an intense situation like your health is probably declining for sure your nervous system is on end it is really important to now be on a healing journey so you're healing your body and you're healing your spirit because I feel like it's all one and the same it starts with our spirit and then it starts to manifest and show signs into our body our body is the physical our spirit is the you can't really see it you see it in our personalities but not so much there and the healing journey can be so different it obviously is different for everyone but I think it always goes back to connecting with yourself and your values connecting with who you are who what you love what lights you up what's your passion what are your talents what are the things that the narcissist for so long said are stupid are actually your inborn gifts and passion like that is what lights you up right? Because the narcissist is always snuffing your light to raise themselves up. So probably whatever, this is a great way too, is like, I don't know. I don't know who I am or what my light is. Think about maybe 
how like what has been pushed down the most what has been insulted the most and that's probably there's something special there that you need to shine out brighter and shine if you want to call it your freak flag about it or whatever like just go all in and be as nerdy as possible on it and that's probably at least a stepping stone if not your passion your actual power of who you are (sighs) and so this is that's kind of why I started this podcast was just to talk about that and to talk about my journey as a human design 6-2 is to be a role model so I'm really trying to not be like self-centered but also share with you my journey as a role model to really be able to shine my freak flag and be able to really flow with the universe and provide you the best energy possible for your healing journey so the number one thing is to bring to your awareness here and how to heal on this journey and how to determine what are your values is self-reflection through your healing process i'm sure you're going to be journaling a crap load and maybe even burning if you follow the full moon ritual that i love to do so writing things down and i'm just reading a comment here they pair it back to me and weak boundaries that their mom's shaming me. Oh, interesting. Here's the tricky part. I know I feel like I've been having some really interesting aha moments lately, almost like, was that a flaw in me? Like, is that a bad thing? Did I just do something that was very narcissistic? Like, I'm always constantly like in check. But this week I've had a few like moments in my head where I was like, wait a second. I need to check my ego again, but I'm in my reflection. I'm already checking my ego. So it's all good. It's all good. And so this is the part. It's like, yes, our our kids are here to, it might feel, here's the, the tricky part about what your kids are saying is it might feel, maybe your ego is feeling like they are shaming you, but maybe what they're saying could potentially also healing maybe a reflection I'm not saying they're right I'm just saying like reflect on it that's why we're talking about self-reflection maybe do you have weak boundaries like I know for sure I do with my kids I have an open will and they have a defined and I'm like dang it if I can't say no I can't say no like I'm always saying yes to them and I admit it I'm like yeah I have weak boundaries for sure but that might not always be a bad thing. So the whole shaming thing may be something that they need to check their ego as well and be like, you know what? Mama's not perfect. I'm doing the best I can and you just all need to just check yourself. But yeah, it's a really difficult process of like raising children who are emotionally intelligent and not narcissistic at the same time. Yes, you can share your thoughts and ideas with me, but I don't have to believe them or take them. And if it sounds at all guilting or shaming, then you teach them that that's not how we communicate. That, you know, you feel like I have weak boundaries. You know, this is the way we communicate. You say, when you do this, mom, I feel this, right? That versus them shaming you into saying you have weak boundaries. I don't know the situation. I'm just kind of going off of what you said there. And I love to have your comments come in because then I can respond to you as a generator. Hey, Brahm. So good to see you. So interesting. back to recording the podcast. 
So take your time to process your emotions, just as I had said. Okay, so your kids trigger you. You feel like they're guilting you. They're shaming you. Now journal that out. Reflect on it and say, you know what? They could tell me differently, but they are kids too, right? That's essentially what a grown narcissist is, is a tiny child ego who's very emotionally unintelligent. And so, of course, we're dealing with egos with our children, and they're not emotionally mature. But self-reflect and take time and ask spirit, ask your higher self, do I have weak boundaries? And this is a big part, actually. It's number two of our values is setting clear boundaries. Maybe they're not weak. Maybe they're just not clear. So really start to practice self-care and journaling and burning with the moon cycles, burning whatever you're feeling to get it out of your body, soaking in Epsom salts in the water and self-reflecting and doing sound baths. I loved going to the lake. I love taking walks that really calmed my PTSD down. I love listening to audiobooks and podcasts, which I know mine has helped so many of you. And I've loved listening to all of the big names. Let's just list them for you, just in case you haven't found them. Jen Sincero, uh, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza, Gabby Bernstein, uh, Danielle Laporte. I'm blanking on his name, but the doctor who did the soul's journey about the different lives, like all of, I guess it was just all spiritual, mystical things that really helped me in my healing journey. Because it is the biggest thing that the narcissists do is they just make you doubt yourself, doubt who you are. And that means that you've been deterred from who you are as a spirit, right? Our personalities, our brain, who we are, that is, that is our spirit. I mean, so many people kind of avoid spiritual this or spiritual that but can't really avoid you because you are a spirit <sighs> so there's that you can also do therapy doing self-reflection with a professional a therapist or a narc awareness coach like myself you can do different gosh like if you have rage you can do different exercises I never did it, but I always sounded so great. I listened to it and I was like, that's a great idea, but I never did it. It's like breaking dishes in the appropriate space and environment, kind of like, I don't know, punching a pillow. But I did always like listen to like hardcore, like mad girl music. And I'd like work out at the gym when I'd be really mad at my ex. That helped me get out my anger. But of course there was so much still, like I was, when I was in that relationship stuck, there was so much more still stuck in my body, but at least in the moment, I could get it out. So there's all those things that you can do to heal while you're in it and once you get out in self-reflection. Now, number two, uh, like I said, is to set clear boundaries. It's really important. One of the critical steps in developing healthy values is establishing clear and firm boundaries, which you might need to clear your throat chakra to be able to set and speak clear boundaries. You have to set up the expectation in your voice. You have to then wait for whatever action and then also set up the consequence beforehand as well. It's like, I really don't like it when you talk down to me or you label me as bad character when I'm just saying something or my opinion. Please do not do that moving forward. And if they continue to not to, you just say, and when you do, I'm just thinking off the cuff here. And when you do, then I'm going to call you out on it or I'm going to ignore you and I'm going to stop talking to you. 
whatever you feel like will kind of get through to them. Yeah, I think that's the best thing to know. Like, just just be aware when you are talking down to me and speaking bad about my character just because of my opinion. I'm going to stop talking to you. Like, I'm just going to ignore you. Just so you know, right? Set proper expectations. And narcissists hate that. They just, like, go all off. And there's probably going to be conflict when you set the boundary and you set the expectation. Hey, that's to be expected with the child adult. And, yeah, you just got to roll with it and say, you know what? But I got to say it. You have to say it and then it's not your responsibility how they react so don't change your boundaries don't erase them after they've reacted poorly that literally is like a child throwing a temper tantrum and then you giving them the candy so you have to imagine yourself in that scenario with a temper tantrum child and candy with your boundaries is you you are the candy or I guess what they want is the candy and your boundary is no you need to eat healthy and the narcissist is the child throwing into a temper tantrum. So you need to just ignore it and let them do their own thing over there and do whatever you need to do to clear out your anxiety, your feeling, and the energy that's negative. Just don't give in because it's we're going back to our values. What do you clearly value in your life? I'm sure you do not value being talked down to. Like being told that you're a horrible person or that you... Uh, you're, you're such a rescuer or you're such a fixer or whatever like in a negative way when you're just sharing an opinion or you think you're smarter than everybody like when you're just saying like gosh I have a deep thought can I share it and like you just share your deep thought you don't actually ask I always do this right from YouTube trends like deep thought and then you share your deep thought and then that toxic person's like I hate that you always like talk that you're smarter than people. It's like, I'm just, can I not share a deep thought here? I'm obviously not in good company to share a deep thought. So of course, know your audience as well. So setting up clear boundaries is really important also for us empaths. Maybe it's not being around a certain person ever. Maybe it's being around them one time a year and you put up this big shield and you promise yourself you're not going to say anything about this or that. You're just going to talk in little short sentence answers <laughs> and not engage in their drama just be like mm, oh oh my gosh I have to go to the bathroom I'll be, I'll be right back but then never go back you know like just have your exit route those are your clear boundaries even for yourself setting those up so the third one is cultivating self-worth I think this is huge and, and this may be debatable by maybe one person out of the thousands of people I've heard from is that the narcissist typically will cut down your self-worth and they might may see a hole that you have in your self-worth and then just kind of burrow in it like a virus Ooh, that was a really good analogy I just came up with and so you're not always going to have 100% amazing self-worth and then the narcissist duped you like there's going to be your ego might think that but there's going to be just a little sliver a little crack yes you can be smart and confident but maybe you experienced abandonment in your childhood and so there's the crack right you're smart you're confident you're successful but you have a little bit of a wound from your childhood and just like a virus I'm gonna burrow right in so really cultivate healthy relationship with yourself affirmations in the mirror meditations connecting with yourself empowerment quotes like just knowing your worth discovering what your passions are who you are and all of that is really important to know 
that you are amazing and that you can draw boundaries. You are worth drawing those boundaries. You are worth having someone who loves you and respects you. And you are worth all of the things, prioritizing yourself over, you know, the self-sacrificing type of empath that we are trained to be as kids. That's not the way. We all know that. That's not the way anymore. Woman power, we rise. But we also need to rise in grace and compassion and love without uh, dividing, which I think we're still kind of in that environment of division in our communities, but I feel like we'll get there one day. Yes, please. Yeah, we can respect others. I've come to a point in my life where I've drawn the boundaries. Let's say, for instance, as an example, as a role model, I'm trying to share my story with you, with my parents. And for myself, at first, of course, it was a well, when I was with the narcissist, it was, I hate you. You sheltered me. It was horrible. I was raised in this, you know, brainwashed religion. And so obviously I skewed way far off from the pendulum. And then I kind of came back and I then went back on the pendulum and I was like codependent and always complaining to my mom about my new marriage and my issues and our issues. And that wasn't helping because it wasn't solving anything. I was just complaining and she was just getting more and more upset at my husband whom I needed to bond with and fix rather than divide so then I had to draw that boundary and say I'm sorry mom I can't talk to you about this anymore like our counselor said so just for us to really win and like succeed in this marriage and then she didn't know how to relate to me because it's always been this thing where if I need them they're there but if we're just kind of calling to chit chat it's a little bit hard and that's definitely a codependent is more comfortable than an independent relationship. Uh, but we're working on it still as older people, 40s and 70s. So it's like there's the boundary there. How come I've lost track of my story? Cultivating self-worth, sorry. So it was just the self-worth of knowing like, yeah, I can do my own thing. I can have my own spiritual walk without being in their religion. Yeah, and, and I feel like maybe as I'm getting older and reflecting as a mom, like maybe I'll hate that too because my youngest is very similar to me. She has Venus in Leo and it freaking like, oh my gosh, it wrenches my heart when she's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. You're, you know, not, she's not getting her way. And so it's like, oh, and then I have to go, you know, talk to her and apologize and there's so much of that push-pull that I had with my parents that she has with me so I'm always trying to do things differently and giving her space but still talking through it showing with her that I care showing the evidence that I care because that was always my thing I always felt like you know you don't really love me you're just saying you love me or I'm not really pretty you're just saying I'm pretty and so that reflection of like oh tables have turned <laughs> tables have turned karma's coming I have more soul growth to do, more healing, because when we heal, it overflows and it heals our children. Uh, so, yeah, I just had to draw those boundaries. And so for a while, I just felt like I couldn't talk to them ever. And my Akashic Record said, you know what? The contract is over. You can do whatever you want to do with that relationship. And so I don't have to feel guilty about it anymore, but I can come to that relationship with just like a, when it feels right, then I can call and we can have a great chat and we can still have a relationship, but it doesn't have to be codependent. It doesn't have to be 
talking about politics or religion or any of the things that mess us up in our relationship, we can just have a nice, like lower my expectations, just have a nice kind of acquaintance, like just a lighthearted relationship versus maybe a real in-depth, like soul-connected relationship. So it just depends on what that relationship is, how toxic it is, if you can come to a place where you're all neutral and you just want to get along. Like my mom is a Libra, so I think she definitely wants that. I just am a Virgo, so I trigger her like AF. So mm, yes, yes, Lauren, I know the Peter Pan and Wendy syndrome. I can't wait to learn about that on the podcast. Thank you for joining. We're going to be hearing from Lauren in August about the Peter Pan and Wendy syndrome, and it feels so good to be in recovery. Yes, from that and with you. Yes, thank you for being in recovery together as a group here, Empaths. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I hope that that could be a journey for you in lowering your expectation, especially with family. There's so much on social media right now. It's like, don't accept the abusive family member. And like, totally, absolutely, don't accept their behavior. But if there's a way that you can come to the middle without triggering each other and having that toxic, you know, I don't know, because everyone's different. But I feel like if there could be a middle ground for all of us, we all drop our expectations, we all drop our controlling, and we just come together and listen to each other and learn about each other more i mean especially even adult children with their parents i feel like there'd be less like quote unquote abuse or there'd be less hate there'd be less yeah pain and suffering but i guess that's my empath high dreams for all all of us so going back to how we're healing and really honing in our values. So you may value that in a deep relationship, you want a deep soul connection. And then you may need to also self-reflect step one and see if that's possible in this current relationship. It may not be. Like I said, read your audience. Can they handle deep thoughts? Can they handle like mystical woo-woo stuff? I don't know. I don't know. You'll know when they react negatively and they blame you for having bad character then you'll know that's not the audience. Here's the one thing that you can do is to check your empathy levels. We'll, we'll end with this one, is check your empathy levels. All of us empaths have deep sources for empathy for others, especially the narcissist. That's probably why we've stayed so long, we've connected with them and all that stuff. And we have a deep compassion for them. We wanna fix them, we wanna help them maybe you feel like there's some type of spirit karmic connection there but we really need to create like where are your values and how far down in the rabbit hole or the vortex do you go with this toxic person to have that deep empathy to fix them to rescue them to be the only person in their life that that loves them which is not true because they find lots of supply everywhere else they just always play the victim and make you feel like you're the best rescuer in that moment so it's a toxic play here like oh I'm the rescuer I'm this so where your empathy is a powerful trait and it can be used with a filter it's like that funny meme I like you but there's a wall you can still have empathy for them and send prayers and love to them but there's a wall like you can't 
keep on coming in here and like putting your arrows in my heart or darkening my soul or bringing your dark energy. I just can't have it. So that goes back to the boundaries, but you have to evaluate where your empathy levels and it's practicing discernment is the biggest part, which I love in human design is you can really understand where, how do you gain your discernment as a superpower? It's your inner authority. That is your superpower discernment. And I actually have an inner authority episode on the podcast here. I will reference it in the notes because I don't remember what number it is right now. I know I've talked like over and over and over again about inner authority. And inner authority is important because that tells you your discernment style. That tells you your intuition style of how you operate in your energy. And so maybe it's sacral. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's splenic. Maybe it is ego or maybe it is self-projected. And sometimes it says none, which is more of a self-projected type of inner authority. So uh, you can always book a free call with me if you have questions. You're like, I don't know what this means. What is my sacral authority or my emotional authority? Does that mean I'm supposed to be emotional all the time? I can definitely explain that further for you in your specific chart. You can pull your chart. I mean, I can give you your free chart when you sign up to our empath healing community. And I can email that to you. I do send you a paragraph describing your inner authority, but I know it can be still a bit confusing, so you need to talk it out. So rebuilding after leaving a toxic, narcissistic relationship requires time and patience and self-love. More self-love and self-compassion than time, but and time doesn't heal all wounds, but your self-love, your self-worth and self-compassion from the spirit of compassion, from the spirit of the universe, from your healed ancestors, your spirit guides, uh, and all of the spiritual realms, light beings, they can help you heal. And that's my favorite part about the workbook I'm pulling together is I have a few of my favorite meditations for you to connect with them in there in the book. I am so excited. Can't wait to get this book finished and released. should be done by the end of summer. And yeah, as an empath, it's really essential to develop healthy values that protect your well-being and allow you to build fulfilling relationships based on mutual respect, empathy, and trust. I think that's what we all strive for. So embrace your empathic nature, tune in to mother nature, and maintain your healthy boundaries, your self-care practices, and your discernment. And remember, you have the power to create a future filled with healthy, loving relationships that honor and celebrate your unique gifts as an empath. There's a new moon coming up on July 17th in Cancer that really focuses on exactly these themes of this podcast. And on Saturday, I will see, I was gonna, I'm really planning on pulling up actually a human design reading from a beautiful a member of the community and I will showcase that so with that said you'll get a reminder from me on Saturday about the new moon if you're in the email list in the empath healing community 
just to remind you to like how to focus your energy on the day of, the day after, the day before of the new moon. It's really important because this is it. This is the time where there's so much beautiful energy activated in us that we can really reevaluate our values, retune in with our empath abilities, nurture ourselves. And yeah, so there'll be more information on that in an email, not a podcast. This podcast pretty much sums up that getting, getting your mind in preparation for the new moon in Cancer. And tune in to Saturday for a beautiful member's uh, reading of her chart. It's just phenomenal and beautiful. So I think you'll really enjoy that and you get a sample of what the readings are. And currently I have four readings open, $25 only this summer to read your chart uh, for a whole hour, answer any questions you have, have any aha moments that your spirit needs to hear. That all comes through in a human design reading. Thank you for your podcast and book. It has helping me through this dark period. Thank you for sharing your story, end quote. I have heard this countless of times and I am so grateful. My guidebook is to serve you in your healing journey and it weaves my story into lessons and is a must read on your self-discovery journey. I've included 20 plus healing resources such as guided meditations, exercises, and journal prompts to heal and to understand your human design and some astrology concepts as well. You can buy your copy of my book, Empath and the Narcissist, How to Overcome Narcissistic Abuse and Recover from PTSD, Codependency, Gaslighting, Manipulation, and Learn How to Live Your True Self with Human Design 101 on Amazon and listen on Audible. And if you've read my book and you're wondering how to interpret your human design chart as I cover that in chapter 12, I'd be happy to read your chart for you. Click the link in the show notes for your human design reading. Don't forget, for a limited time only, you can grab your free copy on Audible. Just sign up in the link in the show notes, and I will email you your own special code to redeem your free copy. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. Losing time, I'm fading fast I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need what you need we're broken it's tragic we're not all elastic but maybe there's magic believe